Carton and Roberts. Evan Roberts, Craig Carton, all the way to 6.30. And it's Super Bowl Friday. We've somehow made it. I don't know how the hell that happened. Oh, now I know how. The Nets imploded this week. Yes! What a fantastic way to get through. One and oh. What is typically the slowest week of the year, but we've made it to Super Bowl Friday. We'll have picks for uh, Chiefs and uh, Eagles. We'll break it down. We'll prop your faces off. And we'll have a good time doing it because the end of the football season is now 48 hours away. But I'll tell you something right now. I'm a diehard Jet fan. Evan's a diehard Jet fan. You are living in a Jets world, people. We get two guys into the Hall of Fame. We win the Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. We win the Defensive Rookie of the Year Award. We win the Executive of the Year Award. We win the Mascot of the Year Award. We won the Hottest Cheerleaders of the Year Award. And now the question is, can we continue on our path towards next year's championship? Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, kid? And still finished under 500 and missed the playoffs. This is what we did. <laughs> yes. I but. was most proud of Joe Klecko is before my time, but I know the fight that Jet fans had for many, many years for him to be in the Hall of Fame. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the older Jet fan. But Darrell Revis, that's satisfying because before I was pissed about DeGrom leaving, well, I was pissed about moving on from Revis. And that killed me. And what killed me even more is, okay, wise trade coming off the major injury to Tampa. But then a year after that, he's in New England and he's winning a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl that's only won because Russell Wilson throws an interception. Right. right? And then Darrell comes back and didn't really have the greatest time here, especially Week 17 against the Bills in 2015. But here's what's beautiful about Darrell Rivas. Jet fans adore him. Jet fans love him. Jet fans are proud that he's a first-bout Hall of Famer. Yet, while I was here at this radio station, while you were here at this radio station, Darrell Rivas was disliked by a lot of Jet fans. Uh, well, for a couple reasons. I know. Uh, the first of which is Darrell Rivas essentially held out and renegotiated his contract every year he was a Jet. Yeah. Now, he also was one of the smartest businessmen that's ever had a helmet and shoulder pads on because he always won. Uh, but it turned people off. Uh, you know, it's funny that you bring it up because you're right. Of course, winning a Super Bowl with the Patriots doesn't help matters either. And then coming back. But he was the best player we've had on this franchise with all due respect to other good players in a very, very long time. That being said... I would say, by the way, just real quick, yeah. I would say pound for pound he was the best player who ever played for the New York Jets. But I wouldn't argue it. At what I he did, argue it. he was the best. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's great to have a guy that we got to see at an age where we can appreciate it and enjoy it and look back and go, I saw every game that guy played. Yeah, we don't have a lot of those guys uh, well, but, in. But you're partially wrong, and I think that's the thing that still bothers who did we me. Get, who did we get to see to, like that? No, no, no. I'm, that's not what I'm disagreeing oh, yeah, with. Good, good. We didn't see every game he played because he played about 35 of them with Tampa Bay, New England, and then I don't even clap no, the Chiefs. every game is a Jet. We no, saw his whole Jet But career. it annoyed yeah. me because there are certain guys who need to be on your team for their entire career. Okay. Well, and that's a different look, way to look at it. Okay. No, and that's the way yeah. I do look at it, and it's just it's bittersweet. It really is what it comes down to, because I love Darrell Revis. You didn't get Darrell for every single game he played in football. It pained me. Right. I argued with the audience, and I'm not sure what side you were on, so I'm not accusing you of anything, yeah. but I argued with Jet fans in 2013. We can't trade him. He needs to be a Jet for life. And it bothers me that he did. And it bothers me that he went to New England won a Super Bowl. Now, I still love him, and I think the Jet fans have shown you in the last 12 hours, they still love him. Despite all the misgivings they had, and you laid it out, the holdouts numerous times, yeah. the contracts, he's still a great player who we adore, despite, A, not playing his whole career with the team, which should have happened, and then the other things that you mentioned. And it's a reminder that a decade from now, that's the way DeGrom will be viewed. Well, you have to remember, I say this all the time, uh, time heals a lot of things. You look at guys differently the farther away you get from their career. You know, so there are moments and there are people who they're just as big a Jet fan as you are and I am who uh, really had a problem with Terrell Rivas. I get that. Uh, for, you know, for contract holdouts, for, you know, all the stuff that took place. Obviously, we didn't win as much as we wanted, all that kind of jazz. Uh, but the reality is this. The further you get away from the guy's career, the more you can appreciate the career. And Darrell Rivas, whether Evan's exactly right or not, it's not even the point, is one of the great players to ever wear our jersey. And the fact that he gets in on the first ballot and the fact that we got to enjoy seeing him here 
and he uh, seems to be proud to be a Jet and said all the right things about his Jet career as opposed to his NFL career is great, man. It's awesome. And uh, listen, I saw Joe Klecko play. I remember sitting next to Boomer all those years, and uh, as much as Boomer and I bust each other's balls, you know, Boomer's opinion on what makes a great football player should be respected. He played the sport and is an NFL MVP. And he used to tell me something that I could never appreciate. You can, uh, could never appreciate it from the standpoint of being on the field with those guys is that Joe Klecko was unguardable. Joe Klecko played multiple positions, and nobody wanted that matchup. Anthony Munoz, who we by default had to have on every show we ever did from the <laughs> Super Bowl, despite the fact he had nothing new to say after year four, and yet we did it 10 consecutive years anyway, and I love Anthony, but that's a reality, that's a fact. And oh, by the way, they did it again this year. Did they? Yes, they did. <laughs> it was the only guest they had all week, uh, and it was Anthony Munoz, right? <laughs> right. And he would tell you, as the, the greatest left tackle to ever play football, the one guy, not that he feared him, because he obviously don't fear anyone right. when you're Anthony Munoz, but the one guy that gave him fits was Joe Klecko. Look, I think just knowing Pro Bowl at three different positions, and also a guy who was a career jet till the bitter end and then spent one year in Indianapolis, and you try to delete it from your memory. And the beauty of Klecko, <laughs> unlike certain other guys in this town, well, yes, if you asked the question, he would always tell you, of course, it would be a great honor. Joe Klecko did not spend his entire retired life actively uh, pursuing and pitching and marketing himself to be a Hall of Famer. He'd answer the question if you asked it, because I'm sure you guys have had him on. We had him on, obviously. But he wasn't a self-promoter, and I'm just really happy for Joe Klecko yeah, that he's the, in. The promoting of Joe Klecko came from the Jet fan of the mid-'80s and early-'80s, the Jet fan who watched him, the Jet fan who knows that's a guy who deserves to be in Canton, and I'm thrilled for him. And so you're right. The, the awards for Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner – you know what? I, I'll tell you why it doesn't matter at all to me. I watch them play. I know how good they are. Yeah. I don't need, or maybe they do, and that's fine. I don't need as a, fa and a fan them to win an award to tell me what I just witnessed. Well, listen. Winning, They're brilliant young players. Winning the award didn't get them into the playoffs. Is the ultimate thing here is that we're getting at? Right. Yeah, we have two great young players. Uh, it, uh, it, it tells you that Joe Douglas did do a really good job in last year's draft to have two guys obviously being rookies of the year, offensive and defensive, but he's got to do a lot more work. Of course. Like, that accolade doesn't win games. Let's go win some games. Like, the Giants had a big award last night. Brian Dayball was the coach of the year, and I think you'd agree with me. Well-deserved. Should have been the guy. You agree? They got it right? Coach of the year? Yes, I think Brian Dable was the coach I spoke of the for year. five seconds. Was it that boring? No, no. I was. I thought I saw breaking news, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I apologize. Yeah, the Nets uh, traded Kevin Durant. I know, no, Craig. No, no, I thought it was announced that Tiger Woods was playing the Masters, but I read it wrong. He's playing the Genesis, oh. which is uh, his sponsor. He's not the Hyundai or the truck or whatever it is uh, that he was driving when he had the accident. That's what I was going to say. Isn't that the same tournament he got hurt? Yeah, I yeah. think that's the tournament. What's it? Is it three years now or two? Uh, I think it was two, two. years. So uh, he's going back, and he's uh, playing in that tournament. I apologize. I saw a blurb on TV. I, I, I thought it was something else. All I was saying oh, is no, Brian Dayball deserves Coach of the Year. Brian Dayball. Damn right he does. I, listen, <laughs> I, I, know the, I know the argument against it, but it's a silly argument. Well, he was 9-7-1. Yeah, Brian Dayball turned a franchise around that had no expectation this year with a quarterback that was most likely on his way out of town, with a running back that had never lived up to expectations, and he got them into the playoffs and won a playoff game. Everyone else can shut up. Brian Dable's the coach it's, of the year. It's a great, deserving award, just like Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner deserve theirs. But I've already gotten to the part of the football season where it's on to the next, where it's on to, okay, now how are you going to get better? In the Jets' case, finding a quarterback. And in the Giants' case, trying to get back to the playoffs yeah. again. Did you see what Brian Dable said he's doing? Yeah. Speaking he's, about getting ready for the next season. He's called uh, pulling a carton. He's having a case of beer, yep. a plate of nachos, and tomorrow, he will start looking forward to next year. Uh, excuse me, Monday. You know what I mean. Yes. Uh, that's my guy. That's called a carton. Yeah, I, we I mean, call that a carton. That's right. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's exactly right. When that's I saw right. that, I thought that. I didn't see the NFL award show because I was watching the new look Brooklyn Nets begin the post-Durant era with a victory. Do we call How that? was that? Is the post-Durant era also known as the homophobic era? Oh, don't, don't, don't do is this. Is that the era where we as an organization uh, denounce uh, the gay well, first lifestyle? Of, first of all. Okay. Or is, there, or is there something else we're doing? I thought. I just so I know because I, I don't know. They have weird promotions I, there. I, I don't know. I thought yeah. that with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant gone, 
It would just be basketball. Nobody would care. You I would I, think so. And there'd be no controversies. <laughs> yeah, oops. And my man Cam Thomas, who had a rough night last night in the first half, and then bounced back, got to the line a bunch of times, made some plays. Yeah. I, I liked what I saw despite three for 16 from the field. If you missed it, he made a comment yes. in a post-game interview with Spencer Dinwiddie that... Well, it was on the heels that the wagon set up for you. It was yeah, on the heels of when Spencer Dinwiddie uh, was spoken to the press once they found that he was being traded for... Uh, uh, for Kyrie Irving, Spencer did what he said. We may not be the best package of guys in return, to be honest, but we're the best looking. Right. And there's a funny little line. He acknowledged that he's not as good as uh, Kyrie, but that he's a good-looking guy. So last night after the game, yeah, Cam didn't have 40 for the fourth night in a row. The Nets win a game. They're very happy about it. You know, young and exuberant guys. Yeah. Totally respect that. And they had a really good second half. And uh, the I forget who's doing the interview. I apologize for that. Jared Greenberg. All right. So Jared Greenberg is talking to uh, Dinwiddie and, and Cam Thomas, <sighs> and they're just two young guys who are excited. And the 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 comment comes up about them being good looking guys, and really like almost under his breath. To be fair about it, Cam Thomas very quickly utters a phrase. It's a two word phrase that I'm not going to repeat here. But it, the first word is no, and the second word rhymes with no. Right. I'll leave it at that. That's fair. You can see Dinwiddie immediately goes, oh, no. <laughs> it was like, he's like, come Spencer on, man. Immediately. Don't, didn't you feel that way? Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, come on, man. And listen, it's offensive. I will say this. He apologized immediately. And not only did he apologize, I want to defend him because he's 22 years old. He, he, he made a mistake. He shouldn't have said it. We yes. all know that. Not only did he apologize on Twitter immediately, it came across like genuine. Like it didn't go through a PR department. It was, oh, crap. I I messed up. Let me fix it. And what was so funny is so I went to the game last night. I'm leaving the game. And what I was doing while I was leaving the game, and you call this geeky, whatever, I went into net spaces to hear fans talk about this team. Which is like on Twitter, you could have open group conversations, and there's a moderator, and you talk about the game. So one of the guys said, you know what I really loved is it feels like the guys all like each other. Watch the Dinwiddie interview. It was just so much fun. So I said... You know, that's let me listen to that. I'm going to the car. I want to hear it. So I go on my phone. I rewind my uh, DVR on my phone from the direct TV now. And I get to the interview. And I'm listening. And I'm happy. And I'm like, God, oh, I feel good. Did you have to play it back a couple times to hear it? I heard something. I was like, excuse me, what was that? Oh, Jesus. I pressed the rewind button. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, not good. <laughs> uh, and the NBA has already fined him $40,000. So they do have a no-tolerance policy. Uh, I, listen, there are different levels of verbal crimes. Uh, he shouldn't have said it. It is offensive, of course. No one's going to deny that, but I'm with you on this. It was an immediate apology. I happen to think he was sincere, and we're not going to now go castigate this guy no. as the and- worst human being on earth. You're allowed to be 22 and make a mistake with your words and get past it, well, and hopefully one, he'll be allowed to do that. One weird thing about Cam, Cam Thomas has been known as never smiling. Like, that's his thing. He's a very serious look. And he was asked a couple weeks ago, you know, why don't you ever smile? Yeah. And he made a line that became a meme, and he says, because bleep ain't funny. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not funny. Yeah. And so here he is actually being non-serious yeah, for the right. first time. He's being glib. And he got himself in a little bit of trouble. Listen, I, and I think we can all move on from it. Uh, I hope, uh, listen, I, I am not a member of that community, uh, so I respect the extra sensitivity if you're not going to move on from it, but he is a kid. He made a mistake. He apologized for it, and hopefully we can move on from it. Uh, 877-337-6666. We got this great offseason for the Jets. Not sure what that means uh, for next football season. But we got a lot of work to do now, namely getting a quarterback. And here's what we know for sure right now in the moment. The New York Jets apparently have no interest at all in Derek Carr. And I'm not suggesting Derek Carr is the answer or should be the answer as long as Aaron Rodgers is still undecided or unsigned or who knows what the hell that guy's doing. But I am very surprised that the New York Jets have not at least called New Orleans called Las Vegas, found out what the asking price is, and agreed to it for the simple token that it allows them to then talk to Derek Carr. I think the problem is... I'm very bothered by that. So here's why I'm not, and I'm surmising here. I think it's all a timing issue. The Derek Carr situation is likely to be sorted out soon after the Super Bowl. 
The Aaron Rodgers situation isn't because he hasn't made a decision on what he wants to do. The Packers haven't made a decision on what they want to do. And I think it's obvious if you read the tea leaves on the things Woody Johnson has said. They want Aaron Rodgers. Price is no op- no cost. No, like, sure they, right? They're not afraid of that. So I think their number one option, their number two option, the number three option is Aaron Rodgers. Now, it's fair to bring up, but what if they don't get him? Because Aaron Rodgers could simply come out of that cave that he's going into, whatever the house, the thing, whatever it is, and simply say, I want to end my career as a Packer. That's not taking a shot at the Jets. No, I get it's, that. You know what? I don't want to move. I don't want to learn a new system. I happen to be really happy in Green Bay. I love the fans. LaFleur is pretty good to me, blah, blah, blah. I ain't going nowhere. Now what do you do? Now you don't have Rodgers, no, not your fault. And now you don't have Derek Carr right. either. I acknowledge, and I think we all do, there is a huge, huge drop-off. Right. But they're going for the jugular, so, which I appreciate. I agree with you, but... Having a conversation doesn't require you to sign a guy or make a deal. Well, it requires you to agree on a compensation deal. But you don't have to. You don't have to sign him. I get it, but for what? If this because I want to know. You know what? This is going to be sorted out in days after the Super Bowl. Rogers won't be. Well, I mean, listen. When does Rogers go into this stupid uh, blockade? Ha- I bet you after the Super Bowl. I bet well, you wants to watch the game. He said weeks away. It's on his calendar, so it's weeks away. Well, that's what he said so on Tuesday. So there you go. So again, it just proves my point. Timeline yeah. wise, it's not going to work with Derek Carr. And I get that the drop off after Rogers and Carr is huge. huge. You've gone through that. Yep, I understand that. So you Jets- you willing to throw it all in one basket? I, right. th- I think it's. I wouldn't phrase it that way. Well, See, you phrase do. things a certain that's way. That's what you're doing, though. I'm throwing the deep bomb. You're, that's what no, I'm doing. No, but it's I'm not third checking and six. Down. I'm not checking down. Pardon me. It's fourth and six. Okay. It's fourth and six. It's fourth and six. Yeah, and I'm trying to throw a touchdown. Are you throwing a ten yard uh, crossing pattern to keep the ball going? Or are you going for the the end zone? See, I wouldn't look at it that way. That's Do you exactly remember the last play of the Giant Viking game when Kirk Cousins threw it like a few yards short of the first down marker on fourth down? Yes. That's trading for Derek Carr, right? Throwing no, it up to Justin Jefferson <laughs> no, in double not. coverage yeah. is going after Aaron Rodgers. I think that is a perfect analogy. All right. Well, Speaking listen. of Kirk Cousins, did you see him singing last night? I did not. What was he singing last night? He took a song of Kelly Clarkson's Since You've Been Gone yeah. and turned it into a celebration that Tom Brady's gone and that maybe he has a chance to win. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yes, and Kelly Clarkson. So we, we might actually, do we respect the song? Did he do a good job? I thought Did he was, Kelly Clarkson Ke- like it? Kelly loved it. Kelly was like, boy, I didn't know you had such a good voice. Really? That was really <laughs> good. And then Kelly, who I think has... Top, Kelly's the cat's meow. Top 15 voice of all time? No, it's, don't get crazy. Where was she on that list? I don't know. I don't, I don't think she's on the list. It's, excuse me? I don't think she made the, she wasn't on the list. list. Then the list should be burned. I'll, I'll do you a solid, and I did this this morning. I went through and I listened, because as you know, my favorite song of all time is the National Anthem, right? Yes. I went back here early this morning, and I listened to every Super Bowl National Anthem that has <laughs> ever been performed. You sound like me now. Right? Yeah, like you do it with weird sports stuff. I'm a weirdo. I went back at like three o'clock this morning, and I the very. Do you know the very first national anthem at Super Bowl? No, it was not Super Bowl one. It was not Super Bowl two. Well, what does that mean? They weren't doing the national. They did anthem? not sing the national anthem before those Super Bowls. Really? Yep. The very first Super Bowl that had a national anthem sung was 1974. A guy named Chuck something or other. Mm-hmm. All right, and he was a country music star of, of the uh, of the era. Okay. He was the first one, 1974. Google me, and I'm going to beat your ass if you fact I'm not Googling me. that. You I'm fact Googling something else. I see what you're doing. You're fact checking me. You know what I'm fact checking? Yeah, I know exactly what you're fact checking. Super Bowl checking. one, because there had to have been an anthem they before Super Bowl one. They did not sing the national anthem as a, as a part of the Super Bowl the way they do today. See, they did. The Pride of Arizona, Michigan no. Marching Band, and the UCLA Choir. That's a marching choir. band. It was not sung by, a, no, by like a person, they a celebrity. They did the national anthem. No, they did not. 1974 was the first time they brought a recording star in to sing the national anthem. And in Super Bowl II is the GSU Tiger Marching Band. Yes, again, marching bands don't count. (laughs) I'm talking about a rock star comes in and sings the national anthem. I was just making sure there was a national anthem. 1974, sir. Okay. All right, look it up. I forget the guy's name. Chuck something. Charlie Pride. Uh, Charlie Pride. There you go. Country music star. All right? Now. I ranked my five greatest Super Bowl national anthems of all time. Okay. Your girl's right there. Kelly? Kelly Clarkson She's is great. right there. She's fantastic. And if we accept the fact that you can't take Whitney Houston out of the number one spot for a myriad of reasons, we're really debating who's second. 
Beyonce. Beyonce was on my list. Look at that. See, you're showing uh-huh. some respect. Christina Aguilera? Not on my list. And I love Christina Aguilera. Gladys Knight? Gladys Knight, not on my list. Hmm. And I love Gladys Knight and the Pips. I think the Pips got screwed, but that's another story for another day. Luke Bryan? No. Nope. The Dixie Chicks. By the way, they're now known as the Chicks because they people thought the term Dixie was offensive because okay. it related to the Confederate flag. Okay, my apologies. Just, they did a great version. They were and they were in the next five. They were not uh, in the top five. Tim McGraw's wife. No. Sorry. Faith Hill. Jennifer Hudson made the Jennifer top five. Jennifer Hudson? What's the world did she top do? Top five. Was that recent? Uh, maybe 07, 09, oh, 12, right. something like that. I believe. Anyway, I'll give you more throughout the day, okay? Wow. All right, there are two people in the history of the Super Bowl that have been asked to perform the national anthem twice. Can I guess? I, I'll give you a hint if you want a hint. They're both men. Bruce Springsteen. Negative, sir. Billy He's Joel. Never done it. Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Billy Joel has done the national anthem twice. Who else would it be then? One other guy that you'll never guess. Have I heard of him? You've Yeah, you've heard of him, but you don't know him. Oh, I don't know then who. He had a big mole on his face. A big mole on his face? Yeah, he's from uh, Louisiana, I believe. I have uh-huh. no idea. You want to jump in on that, Big Mac? Aaron Neville? Aaron Neville. Oh, Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville and Billy Joel, the only two people on the planet who've ever been asked to sing the national anthem at multiple Super Bowls. Huh. How about that? How about that? You have a question about the Super Bowl national, national anthem. I'm your guy. You really are all over it. You want to talk stats? Evan's your guy. By the way. We got you covered both what's ways. What's the longest anthem? Well, I don't want to give it all out right in the first <laughs> segment. <laughs> I've got the longest. I've got the shortest. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Okay. The shortest anthem? Yeah. Country music star. Okay. The longest anthem? R&B star. Hmm. Okay. Do you want to hear uh, Kirk Cousins sing? We found the audio. Uh, yeah. Here's uh, Kirk Cousins singing a Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Imagine this, this word. No one ever thought this sentence would ever be said. <laughs> a Kelly Clarkson classic. It's true. All uh, right, you got it there, guys, or no? Okay, okay. Tom's won seven times, went to ten. He's on some beast, so maybe Kirk could win. Wait, you can really yeah, sing. yeah. Since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, you can really Not sing. Not bad, right? What? I didn't like that she cut oh him off, so I wanted to hear more. Okay. Okay, Kirk Cousins. By the way, if you want to see some really good singing, she just did a uh, a song and story uh, broadcast with Pink, mm-hmm. who's got a new tour coming out, an album. If you like Pink, it's ridiculously amazing. All right, anyway, uh, we got lots to do. 877-337-6666. Uh, I'll get all your calls coming right up as well. Uh, before you uh, accuse me of giving you bad info, when I say an R&B star has the longest one, to be more accurate, it was a duet, but she sang more of the song than he did. That's the only hint I can give you. As the okay? longest national anthem. The longest national anthem ever was uh, two minutes and, uh, no, I apologize. I, I did have it right. Okay, I got it right. R&B star, I'm totally right. I apologize. R&B star, female R&B star. How long was it? Two minutes and Two one. minutes and 35 seconds. And what's the shortest? The shortest one is one minute and 30 seconds. Wow. Or no, one minute 27. A mi- a, over a minute difference? One minute 27 seconds is the shortest. Two minutes 35 seconds is the longest. Same exact song, and you could milk it for an extra minute plus. Uh-huh. Huh. Well, some people don't like that. They don't like the milking. Some people say you just go ahead and sing it and, be, and get off the stage. Yeah. yeah that's, and that's a very big, that's a generational thing. Whoever. Older folks are like, sing the song straight, get off the stage. Younger folks like me, we like the pizzazz. Well, it depends on what the we pizzazz. We like the runs. My answer to this is it's a little nuanced. It depends what the pizzazz is. If you're changing the song completely, I don't love it. But if you've got like a beautiful voice and you're showing that you could hit every note, that's great. Let's go. Like if Kelly Clarkson did that, fine. Because again, top 15 voice of all time. Easy. Well, the, and if Rolling uh, Stone didn't include her in the top 100, it just should be burnt. Guys, we checked her in the break. I don't think they did. I'm That's pretty, ridiculous. I'm pretty sure they didn't, as a matter of fact. Do you remember that Kathy Lee Gifford sang the national anthem? Yeah. I'm uh, looking at a list right now. I have no idea. I watched everyone today. Was that good? No. <laughs> it was not good. It Sorry. Wasn't good. Okay. It was not good at all. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Seven thing for Madonna. Saw her in the uh, Like a Virgin tour. Now saw Kyle Seam back a long, long time ago, and you were probably not even born yet. And, uh, you know, she was the it girl for a little while there. Now people just say, look at it. How old is she? 
Madonna's? Yeah. Madonna's has to be uh, bordering 70. Right? She's, what do you know, 65? She's 64. Oh, 64, so she's not bordering 70. She's almost a senior citizen, though. Yeah, it's weird because I hang with old people. Like, my father-in-law is like 80. <laughs> <laughs> there are many who consider you old, sir. Not me. <laughs> I got a whole weekend of chopping wood to prove I'm still young. Although I did have a problem where uh, the, uh, the two-handed saw showed up yesterday. Yeah. And you have to attach the, the wooden handles to it. Impossible to attach it. Really? So uh, it's like a fugazi, uh, like, it's weird. It's not even a screw. It's hard to des- describe. But uh, we did it. I put the handles on. And last night, me and Lucky are like, we got to try the saw. So did you? So we go out there, pitch blackness. I get a log up on top of a horse. Horsies, right? And we're like, ready, buddy? Here we go. Whoop. Both handles fell right off. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Couldn't use it. And at that point, I had to go to bed. So I got a saw with no handle sitting in my uh, garage right now. And I'm going to have to figure that out when I get home tonight. It's so frustrating, though. It's a four-foot-long two-man saw. It should come with the handles, like, welded to it. Yeah, and it's like think. a fugazi. It's, it's a, I can't even describe what it is. It's a weird and thing. And it came off after one try? That's we obviously didn't put it on right, is no. my yeah. point. There's got to be a YouTube But it should be welded video. on, and it's it not. Be. It should be. Huh? It should be. I agree. It should with you. be a one piece job. If I'm ordering a a, a two handed saw, saw yeah. I'm expecting but, the handles on but it. But Big Mac, Big, Big Mac's right about something. There is a YouTube video for everything. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, I, that's a good point. I'll look it up. It's there's just def- a pain in my ass. It, that it's so frustrating. Like we sat there, and I have, as you know, like I build stuff. I'm really good at it. Not good at money things. I'm good at building stuff. And for a half hour, I got so frustrated. And then. uh my my uh, other son said to me, um, how sharp is that saw? And I go, it's very sharp. He goes, how long would it take to cut someone's head off? Oh, my God. Where'd that come from? I'm like, about five seconds. <laughs> he goes, well, keep it away from me then. <laughs> All right, here's uh, Eddie and he signs him. I'm the fan. Eddie, what's going on, buddy? Fellas, happy Friday. Yeah, buddy. You know, it's funny. The Dixie chicks, they, they have to drop the Dixie, but they're allowed to keep the chicks. I mean, that's not very Yeah, but that, that's going away soon, too. World. That's right. You can't yeah, refer to women as chicks that. because it's very offensive and submissive. So what is their like. new name? They're just the, 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 the ladies. Those. I, I, yeah. I'm offended, personally. No, they anyway. changed it. They're, they're coming out in January as the Southern Broads. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. Uh, this Jets quarterback situation just gets more and more of a fiasco by the day. I mean, anybody that really thinks that Aaron Rodgers that is going to emerge from this slumber and come to New Jersey to play for the Jets is, is absolutely out of why? their mind. Why, why do you say why? that? Yeah. Why? Well, he's already talking about Las Vegas. How is Correct? he talking well, about he, Vegas? He's not really. All he said was, at least publicly, was, yeah, if I'm judging based on the crowd at that golf event, everyone keeps bringing up Raiders. Do you really take that as a declaration that that's where he wants to go? I, I wouldn't even say that it's necessarily a declaration, and that's not the my main point and why he won't come here. My main point and why he won't come here, I'm only 40. I'm not as old as some other Jet fans. I've only been rooting for the team for, what, 30 years, if you count from 10 years not old. Not me, me and you are the same age, so I'm curious because I'm more confident than you. What, where is that negativity from? Right. Um, basically, because with the exception of Chad Pennington and a couple of those years and, um, you know, the Sanchez years, there's been nothing but complete and utter despair, things never breaking our way, things never going positive. Even the Brett Favre year was fun for a little bit. He gets hurt. That season gets submarine. There's just nothing as a Jets fan in my heart and soul yep. that would ever lead me to believe that this man – as mercurial and strange as Odyssey's become after these hallucinogenics and such, yeah. he's not going to come to okay, New York. Okay, but Ed, you said something that I agree with, but I guess we come to different conclusions. I'm not confident I'm ever going to see them win a Super Bowl. I'm not confident right. I'll ever see them win a division. So I agree with you. We've seen so much bad over our time. But I have seen them acquire people. Like, I saw them, as you mentioned, acquire Brett Favre maybe too late in his career. I saw them bring in LaDainian Tomlinson, even if it was too late in his career. I've seen, That was the other guy I thought of. I've seen good. But if good. it's not Rodgers and now it's not going to be Carr, then 
What are we doing? No, no, that's like, a, that's a well, different that's, question, and that's, right. a, that's a tough one. I guess I'm just going back to that Good first job, point Eddie. of why are we accepting that they can't get Rodgers? What has happened over the last two, three weeks that has convinced Ed or anybody else right. that it won't <clears throat> happen? I'm sorry. I think His comment a, on I the golf a, course is not enough evidence. I, no, I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers has ever said anything about wanting to play uh, in Vegas over New York. I think there's a lot of people around him that might be talking, and players certainly that are trying to get involved, you know, like Devontae Adams, as you would expect, right? Uh, I think there's a, an aspect of this that you can certainly respect, too, because the one thing uh, the, the generations of Jet fans have in common is we've all experienced a lot of losing, right? It's not like, you know, in some franchises, well, if you're a fan in the 70s, you saw them win five Super Bowls and haven't won since. We expect the Jets Craig, not Craig, to get it done. No, no, there's a big difference, though. And this is where my negativity, I guess, veers off with other Jet fans. I don't have a negativity about getting guys. The Jets have gotten guys. Some of the other teams I root for. So what's your have negativity? Got, that they're you not going to win. It doesn't work. Yes, that's where that's where I have more negativity. You're not different than that. Why? My negativity is I don't think they're going to get them. They got Brett Favre. I, that's because of me. It doesn't matter. And I hate to be that guy, but I mean that's what it is. But let's they, not go over. But it Craig, Craig, it has nothing to do with who got him here. They got him. The Jets don't have a track record of not getting all these lists of guys that they were targeting. They have a history of losing. They have a history of not being as good as we thought or yeah. losing a championship game. That I understand. So what is it based on that they won't get Aaron Rodgers, especially when 15 years ago, whether it was you or anybody else, they got Brett Favre? Yeah, I, I, well, obviously in a different regime uh, from GM and coach and all that. Uh, it's just, look, first, I never thought they were ever going to get Aaron Rodgers because I never thought, and I can't say I'm right about this, that Aaron Rodgers would ever want to come here. Why? Uh, because I think the New York Jets are an organization that's laughed at by most players. And the Las Vegas Raiders are not, correct? Not, but I'm not that's doing the I'm competition. Not doing a whataboutism. No, the whataboutism has to work here because the I'm only just telling you why I never thought right. he'd come here. And I'm challenging you. That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying that he would go there. I just Craig, don't think he's going to come here. For the sake of this, yeah, other, other than there being a surprise team, it's been accepted, you've even said it, that it's the Raiders, it's the Jets, or it's staying in Green Bay. If he stays, I in believe Green, that to be. I believe that to be factual. Okay, and that clearly seems to be where the indications are. Okay, right? If it's the Raiders versus the Jets, you better give me more reasons than well, the Jets are laughed at. What are the Raiders? Um, they're not laughed at, right? Uh, they are too. As a matter of fact, they, they're the, dysfunctional also. So it's not what about is when that's the main competition for acquiring his services. You're so negative the Jets can't get him, and you're giving reasons. And all I'm saying is those reasons apply yeah. to the number one competitor. Uh, and I, I don't disagree with that, which is why I've been very consistent from Jump Street on this. I don't think he's going anywhere. Fair enough. Uh, I've never thought he was leaving Green Bay. Uh, and until he does, I don't think he's going to leave Green Bay. Now, I guess if you, if you put that aside, then yeah. I can't sell you on the Raiders as a franchise being any less dysfunctional than the Jets. Well, and, and here's what I can sell you on. Some guys may want to play at this stage in their career in a climate like that. Uh, you want to be reunited with the wide receiver you know well. I mean, we okay, can obviously but, but go back and forth on that. So what you're getting at is the same issue we always had in baseball free agency at the beginning of this winter. What does Aaron Judge want? None of us knew. What does Jacob DeGrom want? None of us knew. What did Deshaun Watson want when he was being traded and virtually got to decide where he was going to play quarterback? What are they looking for? We could come up with any reason we want. That may not be Aaron's reasons. Aaron Rodgers may prefer New Jersey. He may prefer Nirvana. He may look at receivers. He may look at the defense. He may look at the coaching. Right. I don't I don't know, Craig. You tell me. What do you think he's looking at? I have no idea. Well, that is a great question. Because if we knew what he was that looking at, great question. we'd have a better idea of what is he looking at the division? Because I can tell I you know. from a talent standpoint, just real quick, assuming they re-sign Josh Jacobs, which I think they will, but who knows. Uh, you've got Jacobs, Darren Waller, and Devontae Adams. Very good players. Way above average players. We agree on that. Yeah. The New York Jets, fingers crossed that Brees comes back at that level. That's got to be a question mark because it's a torn ACL, and it's normally a solid year. So if he comes back, it ain't going to be Labor Day. We've got Garrett Wilson. We've got Elijah Moore. No one's going to dispute that. Beyond that, the New York Jets have a better defense than the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders were 27th right. in points allowed last right. year. Right. So, but what is he looking at? Is he looking at Does simply offensive weapons? Is he looking at Josh McDaniels? Maybe privately he thinks Josh McDaniels is a moron. Maybe he loves him. Maybe he secretly loves Robert Sala. These are all, we know he loves Nathaniel Hackett. 
So we've got that going for us. <laughs> but then it could be things that have nothing to do with football. It could be simply, I want to live here. And I understand right. that's a risk. Now, and by the way, maybe uh, New York or New Jersey, because I doubt he'd live in the city, but who knows, you know, offers something that this stage of his life is interesting to him. Maybe he wants to be at Madison Square Garden or Barclays or whatever it may be. Maybe he likes that kind of thing. Maybe he thinks he'll be more successful off the field. I don't know. I just don't think it's a wrap that if he leaves Green Bay, he's coming here. I've never said it's a wrap. I know. And what I I'm arguing with is with our last caller and anyone else who seems to think it's a far-gone conclusion it can't be here. I've seen no indication to believe that's the case. And as long as you've got a chance to get the number one quarterback available, in my opinion now, then you got to stay in the race. You can't yeah. bow out and say, all right, let's just negotiate with Derek Carr and call it a day. Uh, I'm, I feel so much better about myself now. There are 50 complaints on uh, Amazon about uh, connecting the handles to the saw. So How about that? So it's not you. Oh, man. That means I got to send it back, and then I got to go to Lowe's or Home Depot. Oh, what you need to do first. This is going to be a real pain in my rear end. What you need to do first is find a YouTube video. I can't tell there, you there how many things. Any. There's nothing. Did you search? Y yes. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I don't believe you. Dude, it's this one little teeny rivet that you got to, yo. Rotate. Craig, if you find the YouTube video, there'll be a woman named nah. Molly who's going to show you in 12 <laughs> seconds how easy it is I'm to connect you, it. Evan, I'm, this is like my wheelhouse right here, building and putting crap together. This thing's impossible to but do. But you know what's not your wheelhouse? What? Following directions. Also true. I don't deny that at all. Which is, I'm always the guy going, how come there's five extra screws left over? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put every whole screw in every... <laughs> <laughs> Evan, I, I, just come over a second. I want you to see the instructions they give you. All right. Just so you know I'm not BSing you. All right? It's a one little piece of paper. It doesn't tell you what to do, how to do it, where to do it. That long piece, which is essentially like a screw, goes through the wood, through these two plates, to the other side where there's a butterfly uh, the thing? nut on it. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's bad. And this guy's like, I, I what? I'm going to tell you something right now. Hate to be that guy. Uh, I'm going to have to boycott a product. I'm going to have to boycott a product on the show. Maybe you should start reading the reviews before you buy Maybe a Maybe I should. Maybe I should. But I'm telling you right now, do not buy the Lynx four-foot, two-man cross-cut saw. <laughs> it does not come with the handles on it, and the handles don't want to go on it. <laughs> I'm so upset Those about instructions this. do look terrible. The I, instructions I are for gazy. Absolutely for gazy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my deal on that. Sorry, man. That's going to cause you a lot of stress over the it weekend. Yes, because now I got to go to the store. I got to return this saw. I got to get another saw. I want to spend all day Saturday just cutting wood. By Is the my... weather supposed to be nice? Because today oh, feels like know. spring, man. It's 55 degrees. Today. I was out today. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Josh is in Queens on the fan. Josh, what's up? Boys, happy last football Friday of the year. Yeah. Um, it's a bittersweet, I think, on a couple of fronts for the Jets. I think, A, I think the future is really bright. Just last night really just showed it to the whole league. That, That's fair. You know, we've got, we've, got, we've got some good players coming yeah. up in the Woodward. Yeah. Um, it also said we've, we've produced some really good players in the past also. Um, you know, with, with um, Klecko and Revis. Um, just to piggyback... Um, on the last caller, I don't know. Like, why wouldn't they even phone call? Why wouldn't they make a phone call with the Raiders just to say, "Hey, what do you want for Carr?" I don't well, think they're. Why, I, I why get the, it, it I doesn't get, make any sense. I, I get think the he's vibe. a great, great quarterback. Well, he's not a great. I think great he's, listen, listen. He's not. He's not Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But you, you can't put all your eggs into the darkness retreat. You gotta have True. some other eggs everywhere else and i think Carr is a very serviceable quarterback but we're not looking for serviceable and i think a he's 32 years old so he's got a lot of game left in in him but hold on and is i he guess a great, aaron Rodgers is right is he a great great quarterback or is he a serviceable quarterback because you described Derek Carr uh, as both ways <laughs> he's in the yeah i hear i hear i hear i think i think he's a good quarterback he is i think mcdaniel's Utterly destroyed him, and I think if Aaron Rodgers ha comes out of the darkness retreat, Derek Carr he says there's zero chance. There's zero chance he's going to the Raiders. Derek there's Carr, zero De chance. That Derek Carr's uh, in that second uh, tier group of uh, top quarterbacks, and that's not. And you know something? Yeah. 
I think any Jets fan would sign up for a second-tier quarterback because is, that means you're probably going to get 11 wins. But this and 11 is the thing wins. that's killing me, and I think we're on the same page. Evan's almost there. I think you are, at least, Evan. Not really. And that is... Why? And again, maybe the Jets did call. Maybe the Raiders said, well, we want something that the Jets aren't willing to give. I got to be fair about that. The Jets might have had that conversation. And the compensation based on their plans for this offseason is out of whack for Derek Carr. That's possible, I guess, right? But when I know that the New Orleans Saints uh, have made the call, have heard what the uh, request of compensation is, and have agreed to it if they go ahead and decide that Derek Carr is their guy, I'm saying to myself, and to be fair, not just the Jets, where are the five other teams that would have an interest in Derek Carr? That bothers me. A couple of things. Unless Derek it, Carr said, I won't go here, I won't go there. So just to go back a little bit to what he said, right now Derek Carr is clearly an upgrade over the quarterback position from a year ago. And that's great, and that's exciting, that should get the Jets to the playoffs. I agree with that. Is it getting them past Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? Is it getting them past Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Is it getting them past Josh Allen and the Bills? And if your answer is my answer, which is, yeah, that's not happening, then what are we doing? Uh, it could happen. Oh, it could happen. Yeah, you all, never know. All of a sudden, it's just the quarterback. There's nobody know. else on the team. I didn't say that, but they're not in the NFC. I agree. They're in the AFC, where there are superstar franchise quarterbacks that you yep. are going to have to get past year after year after year. And while Derek Carr is an absolute upgrade yes. over Zach Wilson, Mike White, my question to you, uh-huh. is it enough? Well, and you, if the answer is no, or, well, you never know, maybe guys get I hurt think and there's the a miracle. I think the answer is yes, and I'll tell is you it? why. i tell you why. And uh, a lot of, I hear a lot of people talk that kind of rhetoric that you're talking, and it always burns a hole in my esophagus. Why? Because Derek Carr doesn't have to beat Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. And if I've got this top five defense, I got those guys covered. Yes, he does, because there's going to be games, as good as this defense is, where he's going to have to go mano imano with he, Pat Mahomes. But my defense has to stop those guys. I get that, but do you think the Jets are going to go through the playoffs holding elite-level quarterbacks to 16 points? It could happen. Low 20s? It's going to be tough. Right? So I, I do think it's more than just Derek Carr is not as good as Mahomes. He's not. He's not. I agree. But I thought I was building a badass Super Bowl defense. That Super Bowl defense should get, be able to get the job done. Look, absolutely. If you can build a 2,000 Ravens S defense, you've That's got a rock shot. and roll. But Aaron Rodgers is the better option. Let me ask you a question. And Derek Carr's decision, the Raider decision and his decision, is probably coming in a week and a half long before Aaron Rodgers is sitting in darkness. So are you willing okay. to say, just go make the deal for Derek Carr? I'm not even going to try to get Rodgers because he hasn't made the decision Am I willing to do it? Yes. Is it the most prudent thing? I agree with you, no. That's but I, why I'm willing to do it. That's why we're different. I'm throwing the deep bomb down the field to try to throw a touchdown. You're checking down to but a that's running back. That goes against our personalities. You're the check down guy. I'm the bomb guy. Here's why we're different. No, you're wrong. I'll tell you why. You said something very early on in our tenure together. And it wasn't about a team I root for. It was about a team you root for. Go. And we disagreed. We had a Nick argument. A good one, actually. I wasn't being sarcastic. You wanted the Knicks to acquire Russell Westbrook. I did. And I'm not trying to make you look no, bad no, about I it. I did. And you said, I want to be entertained, Evan. I want to go to the Garden. I want to watch Russ. It'll be fun. And I said, Craig, the whole goal is to win a championship. How is that helping you get there? That wouldn't have gotten me any closer to a championship. So here's why. I, but just, I would have enjoyed it for a year. And that's not what I'm about anymore. Right. I want to win a championship. It's why, yeah, the Nets won last night. I had a lot of fun. I ain't See? winning bleep. Right, but you had a good time. <laughs> See that? You got your money's worth last night. <laughs> Shut up. Right? I got a guy on Twitter who says he turned our show off because we acknowledged what Cam said after the game. Like, yeah, come on. Go because on. we acknowledged it? Yeah. He thinks because I'm an ugly Nick fan. Carton, turning the show off today, you're the typical dude who has to bring up Cam saying that because you're a sorry-ass Knicks fan whose garbage ownership and management could never draft talent like uh, Cam. All of a sudden, guys played three good games. You're a Cam no, Thomas no, fan. No, 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 don't, oh, don't. He was great in Vegas uh, in the summer hey, league two years ago. Don't. You never saw Cam play a single game, Matt. First of all, I want to side with you, but Thank if you him. make this about Cam, I'm going to turn on you. You know I like Cam. I like okay. him since he dominated the Vegas To league. Matt. Is that his name, Matt? Uh, Matoski. Dude, we, were def- we basically said about Cam that he did the right thing because within five minutes, well, he's on Twitter apologizing, and we commended him for that. And that, I don't know if the league should have fined him $40,000. They did. Okay, he's going to pay it. And we move on. But we actually said, you know what? It's a 22-year-old kid. Shouldn't have said it. We acknowledge it. 
But it showed you something that a 22-year-old kid immediately went out and apologized. And I thought it was genuine. So I don't think what we said about Cameron Boucher Thomas early in this show was overall negative. We acknowledged what happened last night. It was something. And then we said, by the way, good job out of him. I wish others realized that apologies matter. Yeah, we defended the guy. I agree. Tom Izzo just interviewed a lookalike Andy Reid out at the Super Bowl. How did Tom Izzo go to the Super Bowl and we uh, didn't? Just out of curiosity. That's a very good question. Yeah, and I'll do you one better. Tom Izzo's at the Super Bowl. uh, One of the higher-ups here in the company came to me yesterday and said, in retrospect, you guys should have gone. How about that? In retrospect. Yeah, you know what? In retrospect, it would have saved Evan a few bucks. I wouldn't have flown (laughs) first class from New York to Vegas. I could have driven from Arizona to Vegas. Four hours, not too bad. Route 66, right up your alley, buddy. So been a nice drive. So to quote a great movie, and we'll see if you name it. Here we go. No, 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 no. Genuinely great movie. Here we go. This would have been information that would have benefited me yesterday. Now, what's that from? That is Nicolas Cage. No. Come on. Now, I may have messed up the quote a little bit. Yeah, you did. I mean, it's from, I know. No, no, don't. It's not a quote. No, don't say where it's from. Correct the line, then, if I butcher it. Again, again, information that could have been useful to me yesterday. No, it's brought to my attention. brought to my attention. Well, you just Google it. I basically got it right. What are we talking about All right, so just so we have this right, I've now heard three different versions of this famous line. Listen. Don't get on anybody, because yesterday it's, you said, Luke, you are my father. You got <laughs> Luke, the whole thing wrong. you are my father. Yeah, it's I am your father. Luke, and that's I not, am your father. And you didn't even say Luke. No, and, I am your father. And this isn't certainly the same kind of level of famous line. It's one I, line in a, a, you know. It's a classic movie, but I want to see if uh, Mr. Smarty Pants over here. I don't know if it's a classic Miss, movie. It's good. Excuse me. It's a classic movie. Okay. I want to see if can someone deliver the line in the spirit that the movie has it delivered so I can uh, give you a better uh, since, uh, attempt. Since, since Thomas has the line in front of him, so it could be 100% accurate, and he's obviously now, seen it. I, I have the line in front of me, but there's three different versions of it. I have the clip in front of me. It's six seconds if we want to play it. It, might, call that it might give it away because you'll hear the actor's voice. He's been in a million movies, can, so it's going to be hard to I get. No, no, give no, me the, no, uh, no I, I've made a decision in my head. Okay, Even okay. though he'll 100% know the actor, so it'll be a hint for him, yeah. I still don't think he's getting the movie, so play the damn clip. Well, hold on. Let me cue it up here. All right. I don't want any. Uh, yeah, is, it, yeah. is it Steve Martin? <laughs> no. Okay. Is it John Candy? No. And it's not Nicolas Cage? That was my original guess. Very disappointed in you because in my opinion. Well, I mean, you guys haven't actually given me the clue. We have given you the line at least. Wait, hold on. What do you think the line is? Uh, information <laughs> that I could have used yesterday. Yeah, something along those lines. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, do you have it there, Tomas? I do. Here we go. All right. Let me hear it. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Once again, uh, thing, which, by the way, fits perfectly Adam with Adam Sandler, obviously. Okay. Okay. Gave you that one. Adam Sandler. Yes, I should get Top this. 10 movie of all time. Oh, no, no, stop me. Top 10 movie <laughs> of all time. You went way too far. Top, top 10 movie of all time. It's certainly top 10 Adam Sandler movie. Top 2 Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, I, but you I go, and I have a total disagreement about the best Adam Sandler movies. Like, for example, you like Little Nicky. Yeah, well, it's it's not Little Nicky. I know it's not, right? Because he does that stupid voice. I love yeah. Little Nicky, but it's not yeah. top two. There were two no. Adam Sandler movies that, in my Billy opinion. Billy Madison. Not Billy Madison. Yeah, we'll see already. Billy yeah. Madison's top five, high, but it's not top two. Waterboy, which Waterboy, you probably love. Overrated. Didn't oh. like it, actually. I thought that movie was... Happy Gilmore. I thought... Which I, is what that's from. I really thought that um that movie was very offensive. Which one? Like Happy it. Gilmore? No. Uh, Billy Madison? No. Waterboy. Waterboy. Water Joe Montana. Was offensive to who? I didn't like that movie. People from Louisiana? <laughs> yeah, people from the Bayou. <laughs> Kathy Bates? <laughs> Captain Insano. It was that. Uh, play oh, for me one more fans, time. Captain Insano. Uh, I'm upset with myself. I should get this. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. I can't believe you. Never make fun of me again. I mean, don't go uncut gems on me. It's not uncut gems. Early in his career. Early in his career. Another actress in this movie. Very well known. An actress in this movie. Opposite Adam in this movie. Click? 
Because that's no, one of your that's favorites. That's a great movie. <laughs> that's a terrible it is, that's movie. That's a tremendous it's one movie. one of his worst movies. I cried like a baby when I saw that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. One of the most depressing movies of all no, time. No, I agree. It was depressing. It yeah. was very sad. When he's sitting at... Uh, oh. Come on. It was terrible. Dude, like a baby. I was bawling. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I, I'm having a bad him, day. Him and this actress have been in multiple films together. Him Jeez. and Drew Barrymore. Okay, so you've got right, Drew Barrymore. So it's either, it's either 50 first dates or it's the wedding singer. So, I mean, I'll just pick the wedding singer. You're correct. You think that's a top two movie? No, oh, it's not. the soundtrack is tremendous. Oh, I'll give you the soundtrack. Billy yeah. Idol, yeah. Billy Idol on the plane at the end. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and, if, and if you remember, and I only found this out because I was going through old stuff to get him on the net stuff, and he yeah. mentioned this story during that when he was talking about growing old. The song from that movie, Growing Old With You, is his wedding song. It's my wedding song. Adam Sandler. Really? That's right. Adam Sandler's little 45-second little... Uh, yes. one so Adam Sandler's you. Your Wedding Song? That's right. Look at that. That's yep. right. But you don't even like Adam Sandler I love movies. Adam Sandler. What are you talking about? How do you not have... How do you have Wedding Singer over Billy Madison because I prefer or Happy that, Gilmore? Because I prefer that movie more, but I, lo- I... By the way, Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, tremendous movies. I'm not knocking... The only one I'm knocking is... Uh, the Water Boy, and what was the other one I don't like? I could see people not liking The Water Boy because like of it, the man. forced accent, but it's The Water Boy is one of those movies, you have to be honest. If you're flicking around on a random Saturday and it's on, you stop. Yeah, I think any Sandler movie fits that. Though. All right, so what are your top three? Oh, it's definitely B- Big Daddy. Is Big Daddy, classic. I yep. my own ass! Yeah, Come Big on. Daddy's a classic. Classic. Yeah. I'll give you that. Big Daddy, The Wedding Singer, top two, and then... Gilmore and Madison are basically the same to me. Like, they're have both you, very good. Have you seen bedtime stories? No. Uh, Jet's old enough for bedtime stories. What is bedtime stories? I don't think bedtime I've... stories. He's basically his dad runs a little motel, uh, winds up uh, selling out to a big conglomerate. Right, guy who looks like uh, the colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken, and uh, he promises that when he sells it, that the guy will always employ his son. Grows up in the hotel business, but he becomes like the maintenance man in the hotel. Right. Courtney Cox uh, is his sister, and there's a love interest involved, and I'll leave it at that. But Jet could watch that. All right. Yeah, I'm great. Check that it's, out. it's a great family It's about movie. time he gets introduced to the great Adam Sandler. I uh, start him off with that. How old is Jet? Six now? He is six. Yeah, so here's what you do. You go from bedtime stories to Scarface. <laughs> what a joke. And that's a good weekend of movie for a six-year-old. Eight Crazy Nights, another good Adam Sandler movie. How's that? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's funny. It's that's, funny. It's not great. Yeah, it is. Why don't we just own the fact that our people are not well represented with a comedy about our religion? Yeah, but that's a funny movie. Isn't that that animated flick? Yeah. Yes. No good. It's good. No good. No good. Sorry. We, we lose in food, we lose in music, and we lose in movies about our culture. Yeah, but that's an actual good movie about that culture. So what's ah. the problem? Ah. I mean, no one's saying it's the Santa Claus, but you know ah. what? It's not bad. I don't know how we got the short end of the stick with the cuisine either, to be honest. <laughs> but we really did. We really got screwed when it came to food, you know? Like I, we got to take ownership of that. Sebastian Maniscalco has a great bit about uh, he wishes that, that Jews would let Italians cater Passover. Because <laughs> he married a Jewish woman. Right. And he's, he goes his first Passover. He's like, where's the bread? <laughs> Very funny bit. Uh, here's uh, Jack and... Totoa, I got to tell you, I got to go net to till 10. You know the deal. Jack, what's going on, kiddo? Hey, how are you guys? Thanks Doing for great. my call on. Yeah, of course. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. Appreciate Thank it. Uh, got to disagree with you um, on Brian Dayball being coach of the year. Okay. Who would you have uh, picked ahead of him, uh, Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni? Yeah, I think I think both are those are good candidates that I have there, and I just want to preface it. I'm not a Giants fan, not an Eagles fan, not That's a Jets okay. fan, but I just don't I just don't know. Um, you know, looking at it, you know, Giants came in third in the division, went one five and one against division opponents, three six and one in the last ten. I just don't know if you can like equate that to uh, being coach of the year. And I see a lot of Giants fans out there today saying like, oh, you know, the future is bright, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I just, I don't know if that. Right. I, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But I just don't know if that equates. Like, is that is that the? All right. So here's my question. We do on year. this show. Evan and I do have a rule. You can question and be critical of you know awards, uh, anything like that. But you have to have an answer of who should have gotten it ahead of him. So I'll accept the fact that for you, he's not an obvious unanimous choice. That's fine. Like I said, Doug Peterson should have gotten votes. Probably did. Nick Sirianni should have gotten votes. Probably did. Uh, who's your guy that you would have given it to? 
Yeah, I think I lean towards Peterson. I mean, they were three and fourteen in last year. All right, so now they, I'm, they glad, I'm glad you said Peterson. This is why I brought this yeah, up. It steps right into right. what was their record, right? So here's the deal: <laughs> their record was no better than the Giants. Number one, number two, you can't split the season in half, which is essentially what you've done. And because the Giants ended with a, a bad record in their last eight, uh, and Jacksonville ended their eight on a winning note, and say, well, that is more impressive because it's not an eight-game season. Because if I told you that, hey, what about a two and seven start? That's part of the resume. Well, and also the Giants made the playoffs in what would turned out to be a historically good division. Jacksonville won an awful division. Right. If you want to factor that in. But one thing I, I, I was surprised by because I didn't know this. When I saw that Dable won last night, I looked back at the history of the award just to see what what's the track record. Like how often as far has as a like guy how many wins a guy has? Yeah, like when was yeah. the last time a nine-win coach and because of the tie, nine and seven matches history? Because you're looking at nine and seven. Yep. When was the last time there was a coach that won nine games or less and won coach of the year? And I was stunned by the answer. It has happened more than you thought. The last time a coach won coach of the year oh. without winning double-digit games Go. was 32 years ago. Really? Was in 1990. And the coach finished seven and nine. A seven and nine coach. That's right. Was it Bill Parcells? It was Jimmy Johnson with the Dallas Cowboys. Considering how bad they were. Got it. And the jump that they made. Was that one and fifteen to uh seven and nine? Was that the year? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which leads me to this. It made me think of something. And I I don't remember even being annoyed about this. How is Bill Parcells in 1997 with the Jets when he inherited a 1-15 team and they finished 9-7, and not coach of the year? Well, guess who was coach of the year? Jim Fossil. You stole it, you giant bastards. 30 years, though, huh? I don't remember that at all. Well, good know. for Brian Dable. I don't think Jet fans were all that perturbed that Parcells was not coach of the year either. So the Giants have had a lot of coach of the years. Well, Parcells had to win it at least once. Bill Parcells won it. And forget Ali Sherman. Let's go from Parcells up. Yeah. Bill Parcells, who else? There's two other Giant coaches uh, that won Coughlin coach of the year. Tom probably got it. Tom Coughlin never won coach of the year. Really? Well, you just gave me Fossil. Gave you Jim Fossil. So there's one more guy we're missing? There's one more guy. Coach of the year, uh, Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves. Yeah. Isn't that funny that Jim Fossil, Dan Reeves win? You know, Tom, it, it, Brian Dable wins. Tom Coughlin, nothing. And don't you ever feel like Dan Reeves is a bit of a forgotten guy here? Yeah. Dan Reeves was a good coach. Yeah, but because he didn't win enough. I mean, think right. about it. Jim Fossil coached the Giants into a Super Bowl. Right. And Parcells did what Tom he did, Coughlin obviously. won two Super Bowls. Yeah. So I think a lot of times we judge people on the people around them. Fair or not. Like, yeah. I, was I making think this, uh, he died, didn't he, this year or last year? Uh, Dan Reeves, he passed away, I think. Uh, I yes. Did. Yeah, I think he last year he on, passed away. Died actually, uh, yeah, New Year's Day the year ago. Oh, is that right? It was New Year's Day? Yeah. Yeah. That's, by the way, that's not a bad day to go. Why is that a good day to go? Because you get to enjoy New Year's Eve. <laughs> did you enjoy it? Well, and I mean, then you die. If you're about to die, were you really having a would good you time? Rather, like, would you rather die January 2nd so you get the full-on New Year's Eve experience? I got to another year. Woohoo! Next day, little hungover, some uh, ordering some Chinese food, fantastic, and then you go? It really depends on heaven. Like, does heaven exist? Am I able to watch baseball up there? Am I hanging out with family members? So I need to know my schedule. What does that have to do with yeah. the day? I'll tell you yeah. why. Uh, thank you, Big Mac, for asking. Yeah. Because if there's this a lot of convoluted sports reason behind this. Sort of. If I get, get to... You get yourself situated, get your legs underneath you until baseball starts? <laughs> if, <laughs> if I can go balls to the wall in heaven, and there's a lot of things to do, yeah. I prefer oh, I got boy. time before opening day. Yeah. So I can just go crazy. Right. See my grandfathers again. See my grandmothers again. Mm-hmm. Catch up. Right. I'd hate to tell my grandfathers, you know, guys, I'm Sorry. Yeah. Metrotis. Hey, you know how I like games from up high. I really I can't wait for this one. Can so we push back the it. reunion a couple of days? I just gotta watch the Mets. Which one of your dead relatives that you never met would you want to meet? Dead relatives that I never met. There's got to be a relative that the family talked about that was like, oh, you you would have loved Joe. Oh yeah, I'd probably Yo, go. Billy with. was the best. Uh that's a tough one now. I don't know. No? I don't know enough about my dead relatives. I mean, the ones that I didn't meet. Luckily, I was very lucky. Both my grandparents on both sides were uh, around. I had uh, relationships with them. So go. it would be catching up with them. Okay. Uh, and I have another question. I just have to put it out there real quick. Yeah. I was online last night for a minute, and I saw one of the uh, the famous uh, paintings of Adam and Eve. I forget the artist who did it, but this is that one like go-to painting 
that we all adore, and it's in what, like the Louvre or something of Adam and Eve, right? Uh -huh. I noticed something about the painting of Adam and Eve, which dates back, I think, to like 1500-something. Like, it's a famous painting, right? And I'm looking at this painting, and uh, something strikes me in this painting as odd. Because of the time that it was painted, and the religious beliefs, of course, uh, having read the Bible and the belief in Adam and Eve, right, mm -hmm. the first two people and all that, it's just a basic question for you, Evan. Yeah. Why do they have belly buttons? Why Why wouldn't they have belly buttons? How would they have gotten belly buttons? Oh, because <laughs> it's used when you're it's not in someone's accurate. body, right? Right. Assuming, well, where did Adam and Eve come from? Did they come down at a certain age? Did they come out of the water? Were they just planted here by God? Like, where did they come from? Do I, I mean, I don't hey, know Mac, the answer. Should they not have, uh, should they be uh, belly buttonless? <laughs> no, I don't. No, he, they were. He was. They now, were. Now they the were built only, in God's image. God must okay, have now, a belly button. The only answer I had was the person that painted it must have assumed we yeah. have belly buttons. They must have had belly buttons, right? But historically accurate would lead you to believe no belly buttons. But did they, did they know back in the 1500s why the belly button was there? Yeah, because obviously then what they did, you're yeah. alluding to is when we're in a, the belly yeah, of our they mother. Had to cut them off. Right. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I guess that's a screw up. Or it's a fair Big Max right? Since yeah. Adam and Eve supposedly came from God's image, God's got a belly button. How about, How about that? that? <laughs> Jinx. Oh, I have to say your full name. Craig, do you remember his middle name? Yes, Craig, Harris. Ha Craig Allen Carton. Craig Michelangelo Carton. Oh, this is fun. We shut him up. <laughs> All right, fine. Craig Harrison Carton. Oh, I don't. I teased him. Craig Harris Carton.